0: Hey, g'day. This show is called On The Road. My name's Scott Gibbons. Oh, fabulous to have you with us. What do we do? Well, we talk about RVs, four-wheel driving, because some people have been contacting me and saying, why don't we do four-wheel driving? Well, we'll do a lot more of four-wheel driving. I think we'll do that. Yes, we will. And then you've got motorhomes and camper trailers and, and seeing Australia, because getting out there and seeing Australia, that's what it's all about. And much of it, much of it, we can get back to again. Oh, that's so good. So today, oh, good show today. We're going to go all over the place, but one of the places I want to take you, if you've got a caravan, terrific. If you don't, it doesn't matter because you can circumnavigate the Grampians, the Grampians in Grampians National Park. Oh, is that beautiful? Is that beautiful? So you can do an itinerary all on your own and you can just duck in and out of the park as you go, or there's a whole heap of park attractions and you can find the best of what lies on the various doorsteps because there's so many towns and villages. And if you're into food, if you're into wine, if you're into tasting things like local produce, oh, the Grampians, you're going to be happy. You're going to be happy. It's They say it's a caravaner's dream. So uh, you you are spoiled for choice down there. You've got plenty of options. You've got places to stay. You've got attractions to see. You've got award-winning dining options that you can savour and there's so much diversity and the region is just magic. So if you want to eat, well, (laughs) it's foodie heaven. Foodie heaven is the Grampians. We're in Victoria, by the way. That's where the Grampians is. So you've got to go down to Victoria to get there. And if you're in Victoria, you are lucky ducks. You are lucky, lucky. But it's called... The Gastronomic Grampians, because you can taste your way around the region and there's the option of just cafes and farm gate providors and farmers markets and, of course, you've got some five-star places, just some, oh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. But the Grampians Vineyards, they're world famous, world famous. And weren't they lucky to become world famous when the world was allowed to visit? (laughs) And they're award-winning, so you can share a tasting platter at a winery cellar door, or you can pack a picnic, you can go to a casual cafe, you can go to a kitchen garden, or you can savour, as we were saying, the fine dining experience at Chef Hats restaurants. So, or Chef's Hat restaurants, whichever you prefer, It's, it's all there. So you can gather olives and oils and olive salts and artisan vinegars and seasonal preserves at the olive groves or the farm gates. And there's dozens, dozens of historic and boutique wineries scattered across the whole undulating area called the Grampians. And it's the Henty, H-E-N-T-Y, Henty winemaking region in Western Victoria. So from an award-winning red to a vibrant white, Western Victoria's got it all. So nestled in one of the most beautiful natural backdrops is what they term the Grampians' grape escape. Oh, that's good, isn't it? It's in Hall's Gap and it's a weekend of traditional, if you will, no, not traditional, more regional, regional food, regional wine, um, regional music that just can't be missed. It's the iconic wine, food and music festival. It's been a celebration of Western Victoria's producers and makers for the best part of 30 years. So it's wine, if you will, poured straight from the winemaker. Uh, this produce direct from the producer there's the the whole Grampians grape escape. It's the time to raise your grass. If you like, raise your grass. <laughs> raise your glass <laughs> to the to the district's hardworking families. And you'll explore a village of more than a hundred stalls that will indulge all your senses from the exhibit of masterclasses and cooking demonstrations and live music and. Special festival guests, and there's plenty of free fun also for the whole family. So, whether it's your first time or you've been going back there for years and years, the journey to the heart of Hall's Gap on the first weekend of May, first weekend of May, and it might be on again this year. So, you can go to visit Grampians com.au Visit Grampians.com.au. But there's so many beautiful things that you can do there. The Grampians wine region, the Henty wine region, the restaurants, the cafes, the wine tours, the wineries, the local produce, so much to do. So what do you reckon? You're going to go? You're going to go? If you're going to go, you've got to plan your trip. So you've got the Grampians Way, the Northern Grampians Touring Route, the Southern Grampians Touring Route, the Eastern Grampians Touring Route, the Western Grampians Touring Route. You can go there for spring along the Grampians Way. You go at the Great Southern Touring Route. Oh, and of course, you've got the caravan, the Grampians Way. So it's all there. All you got to do is go to Visit Grampians. So that's Visit Grampians, dot scomau Visit Grampians.com.au. Oh, so much to do. So much to do. Oh. And, and and so many things to see and do because you've got the Victoria's largest regional zoo is in Halls Gap. The largest regional zoo is that fabulous? I would reckon. I would reckon. So I, I think that would be one of the things you've got to go to. You've got 160 native and exotic mammals and reptiles and birds and you've got the cheetah, giraffe and meerkats and monkeys and red pandas and bison and kangaroos and koalas and tassie devils and wombats and crocodiles and snakes and dingoes. I reckon if they put that to music, if you put that to I've been (laughs) everywhere, you could do that. Then you've got the the Holes Gap Zoo. It's home to a number of endangered species, so it's got a captive breeding program. I guess everything in the zoo is captive, but they call it a captive breeding <laughs> program. That's all there. So they've got an association or links with over 90 zoos and aquariums across the Australasian region. Uh, that's Australia and New Zealand and the Pacific Islands. As, and you've got the visitors. You've got an opportunity to do a close encounter with a number of species while at the Halls Gap Zoo. And there's special animal food. You can buy that. You can hand feed a kangaroo or a wallaby or a deer and... You can even do a close-up experience with a meerkat climbing up on your lap. How good would that be? Oh, aren't they cute? Aren't they cute? You've got to feed a giraffe. Now, I've fed a giraffe. That is just a buzz. That is just, oh, my golly, that is a buzz. There's, uh, there's rhinos there, I wouldn't go hand feeding a rhino, I would not do that. And you might He might not just finish with the hand. he might just take the whole lot of you. And then you've got dingoes and reptiles and whatever else, so you can have a picnic or a barbecue lunch and the kids can amuse themselves and there's snack foods and drinks and the whole lot. So if you're ready, I think that's going to be good. So what about, what about we have a song and I reckon... I reckon if Simon says, oh, we're going to go and see the giraffe, Simon says, we're going to go and see meerkat, Simon says, we're going to go and see the monkeys, what about we have the groove? And that's what Simon says. You ready? Oh, this is a buzz. You'll love this song. This will get you. You will love it. You will love it. You may have heard it before. You may not have heard it, depending upon your age gap. I don't know whether you're a long-time listener or whether you're a short-time listener, but if you're new to us, welcome aboard. If you're a long-time listener, hey, welcome back. And here comes Simon Says, or that's what Simon Says with the groove. Here we go. Oh, the groove. I do love the groove. I just love their sound. I think it's just fab- I hope you like it too. I do hope you like it too. We always do something about an Aussie product and I found this for us because so many people have, have got boats and they go boating, but you know that you've got to have a life jacket. You know that you've got to have a life jacket, flotation device, that sort of thing. So I thought, and I went through some of the, the major places that you'd buy those things from and they're all Chinese. I couldn't, I was struggling to find anything Australian. And then I found one for you, and it's called Roaring Forties. So if you've got your pencil handy and you're going to buy someone a life jacket for a gift, you need a new one for yourself, what a terrific thing. Because you might have given them, you know, uh, socks or undies or whatever for their last present, this is going to be good because you might just save their life with it. And and if they've got a kayak or a boat or a canoe or anything like that, it's called Roaring 40s, Forties, Forties. F O R T I E S. So roaring forties, and the the website is called Safety Marine Ost. So Safety Marine Aust dot, com dot au. Safety Marine Ost A-U-S-T dot com dot au. And they're terrific. So they're Australian standards. They're approved. Uh, they've got a hundred and fifty newtons uh, uh, PFD, which is a uh, personal flotation device and that's terrific it's also approved as a coastal life jacket by marine safety in Victoria and you've got uh, with the new marine regulations it's more important than ever that you've got a comfortable personal flotation device and that's got to be handy and in many cases you've got to be wearing it but these are light these are light, they're just terrific so uh, it's inflated, you just pull the tag downwards and it'll, it'll then activate a 33 gram CO2 disposable cylinder and the bladder will inflate and it's also got a mouth tube if you need to, inflate it some more, or you can even deflate it a bit if it's too 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 much inflated for you. It comes with a whistle, and, and it comes with Solus approved reflective tapes. That's clever. That's really, really clever. And if you want to, there's a light that's optional. So that's a good thing to have too, I reckon. That's a nice thing. So, you know, somebody can buy that, and somebody else can buy the light, and somebody else can buy the canoe, and oh, all your presents are done at once. That's <laughs> so clever. <laughs> so there you go. That's our Aussie one for the day. So it's safetymarineost.com.au. Now, the other thing we've got to do is to get out and pick some fruit because it's harvest season in so many areas and you've got to do it. So I'll give you a website. Grab your pencil again. So all you've got to do is Google and if you don't Google and you want to Bing or whatever you want to use as your search engine because Google are being a little bit naughty, uh, so we don't necessarily have to mention their name again. So go to your search engine and put in Fruit Picking Jobs Australia and you will come up with a host of people there that are doing it. The government, for many folks, are giving some subsidies, some uh, opportunities for you to have extra money, I think something like $2,000, something like that, to travel, to make your way to where the fruit needs to be picked. But I, I was just looking at some of them. One of them has got 272 jobs, so they've got 22 pages of jobs for you. So Sarah Farming, which is in Cairns and far north, they, they need some people there located in the heart of the beautiful Atherton Tablelands. Uh, Red Hills in Tasmania, they want some fruit pickers there. Kybrum in Victoria, they want some fruit pickers for plums and apples and pears there. That would be good. That's about two hours north of Melbourne. You're ready to start immediately. Process workers and pick packers for food and fruit and vegetable in Budrum in Queensland. Oh, how good's that? They're talking about $25 to $34 an hour. Oh, whew, good money. So they want, uh, if you're a process worker or you're a packer, if you're fast-paced and you're good at repetitive work, that would be terrific. Blueberries, oh, they want some blueberry pickers all around the place. Poweltown, they want some of those as well. Fruit and veggie packer, the Jolly Green greengrocer in Hornsby, they need uh, a, a green grocer there, a home delivery greengrocer. Fruit packing uh, in Wagga Wagga in the Riverina, that would be good. So they've got upcoming... Fruit packing in Griffith. Now Griffith, oh, go to Griffith. It's a good place. And, and they're ready to start in February. So that's terrific. You know, ready to go, ready to go. So all you've got to do is send them your CV. And then there's Country Pack Wholesalers in Canning Vale, Western Australia. Now, Western Australia might be a little bit out of bounds for the next little while, but nevertheless, it depends. You might be over there because our show goes national. So you might be over there in Western Australia already. You think, ah, Canning Vale, I'm on my way. So just go onto that website. And that's all you got to do is just uh, use your search engine and go fruit-picking jobs Australia. You'll come up with a whole host of things. So there's Coffs Harbour and the North Coast and Paraka in South Australia and, oh, all over the place. So whatever you want to do, that would be good. Now, I've got a song for you, which I think would be terrific. This is, called, this is from Judy... Turner and Neil Adam, and it's called The Picker's Train. So it's all about Aussie picking. So you might enjoy this. It's a good song. It's a good song. Now, I only just discovered this today. Just discovered it today because I thought I was going to talk about fruit picking. Better find a song for you for that. Found it. (laughs) Nailed it. Got it. Oh, you'll love it. So have a bit of fun with this one. Hey, this is Scott Gibbons. This show is called On The Road. If you want more of the show, then you just go onto our website, which is ontheroadmedia.com.au, and you will find us there, ontheroadmedia.com.au. And there's something like 72, 73 podcasts on there, so you're never going to be lonely. And every one of those podcasts has got Australian music, only Australian music. That's what we do. And again, I mentioned to you, if you've got an Aussie song that you would like requested, you just let me know and we'll make that happen for you. I'm pretty sure we'll be able to fit it in somewhere along the line. So you just go on to scott at ontheroadmedia.com.au. You send that through. I've got a couple that have been requested I'll play later for you during the show. So you ready? Here we go. This is called The Picker's Train. Here we go.
1: Mary Lou Tom, Dick and Harriet Dimitri too On the platform In the Melbourne rain Waiting to board That pickers' train Cuba crisis Bay of Peaks Dimitri's handing out The six Anything's better Than the old doll cube Said Louis To Mary Lou nations in the bleary dawn Sign language in the station yard Striking a deal was not too hard Year after year the same figures came Blockies called their family names Batista, Marotta, how are you doing my son? Hands were shaken and a deal was done Pietro sat me on his knee He taught me the Italian for one, two, three His wife was sick, they wouldn't let her go She and the kids were in Palermo Pietro taught me to ride a bike He taught me what true friendship's like Picking and spending that time with me Meant cash to send to his family On the picking trail, she'd follow the harvest around by rail She could pick faster than any man could Mick fetched the buckets like a good man should Who'll forget the day their child was born? Rita was picking next day at dawn The baby's in a cradle at the end of the row She'd feed the child, then on she'd go Saturday night, the picking's done Time for a dance and a bit of fun Waltzing, kissing, rock and roll Until the drinking took its toll Then it's back to Melbourne for another year Say goodbye, maybe shed a tear Arrange to meet the same place again See you next year on the Pickers Train The Pickers Train
0: The Pickers Train Ha, <laughs> isn't that a clever song? The Pickers Train, Judy Turner and Neil Adam. I think brilliant. Just brilliant. Very, very good. So we're going to go from Victoria now. We're going to stay on the road because that's what the show is all about. Us on the road. And we're going to go up to the Capricorn Coast. We're going to go to the southern Great Barrier Reef area, Queensland. This is uh, it's just a terrific place to go. The Byfield National Park. It's a conservation park and a state forest, but you've got outstanding scenery. You've got, oh, massive, massive sand dunes, rugged pinnacles, remote camping, Ah, oh, just some of the highlights that you're going to get in Byfield National Park and the Byfield Conservation Park, which is in the Byfield State Forest. I think if your name's Byfield, you're getting paid for each time they use it. <laughs> and then you've got beautiful recreation area surrounded by rainforest and and beautiful creeks and rugged mountains and pine plantations. And, oh, it's all there. So you've got massive... Parabolic sand dunes, the oldest reaching more than five kilometres inland. Isn't that terrific? And then you've got rugged pinnacles and they feature in the National and Conservation Parks and then you've got coastal scenery and you're going to explore the coastal features. Oh, all along the tracks. Some are easy, some are difficult. So, you know, if you've got a four-wheel drive, fabulous you. And then you're going to spend some time maybe fishing and bird watching and Then you've got some remote camping opportunities and if you're well prepared and if you're self-sufficient and if you've got a four-wheel drive, a proper four-wheel drive, not a toy one, a proper four-wheel drive to access, when I say four-wheel drive, low range, not just all-wheel drive, the national and, and conservation parks and then the state forest, there's pockets of rainforest that thrive on the coastal range and all along the water park creek and along the exotic pine plantation and the native forest and you've got, oh, camping and picnicking and four driving and boating and fishing. Oh, you're in for a good time. And there's so much to do there. So you're up around, while you're there, you pop into Rockhampton because you're going to go up along the Bruce Highway probably and the Bruce Highway is just magnificent. But Rockhampton, oh, if you want heaven on the stick, that's where you go. It's the beef city. I remember being so impressed driving into Rockhampton. And there's there's all these statues of of cattle. It's just, it's because it is the beef city and and it's just booming. It's a modern throwback, if you like, to the heyday of Queensland's colonial past. And you've, you've got all the cosmopolitan conveniences, but in a contemporary riverside setting. Oh, it's wonderful. So, and there's plenty, if you've got kids with you. There's plenty to keep them occupied because you've got a newly redeveloped riverbank precinct and you've got your beautiful botanic gardens and the zoo and, and that's home to like something in the order of 70 species of native and exotic animals. And, and then you've got the Kershaw Gardens Central Precinct, which is a playground and a water play area. And then when the sun sets on the mighty Fitzroy, well... You've, you've got premium dining that can be found along the heritage-listed streets. I'm te- Rockhampton is just terrific. It's, it's got some of the best steakhouses and restaurants and pubs and clubs and cocktail bars anywhere in regional Queensland. I remember going into, I, th- I know there's a, um, a pub that I went to had a, a rodeo, uh, ground in the back of the pub. It was, it was indoors, in the back of the pub. It was fabulous. And, and then the steak that I had in there, whoo, fabulous, like with a capital Fab. It was just wonderful. So you got the best of both worlds. you got modern, but you got real authentic Australian. And then you can go to Mount Archer National Park and you've got outstanding views of Rockhampton from the new Nurham Circuit. Which is an elevator boardwalk and, and that extends about twenty-five meters outwards and it's about seven and a half meters high and it's on a mountain top and oh fabulous. And then you got the southern Great Barrier Reef. Well that that is just Quintessential Queensland. It's just quintessential Queensland heritage. And you you can't experience the Rockhampton of today without appreciating the days of the past. So once upon a time, Rockhampton was Australia's northernmost city. Isn't that amazing? It was Australia's northernmost city. And at one stage, it was touted as the future state capital because of the thriving resources and the beef industry. And they continue today. So it's wonderful. If you look out the window, when you're driving into town, you'll see some of those statues that I was telling you about. I think there's six iconic bull statues that are there and they're uh, wonderful. And, and they're, they're, that indoor rodeo I was telling you about, depending upon COVID, that was on every Friday night. So just terrific. So you can, you can fly in there, you can drive in there, you can do all of those wonderful, wonderful things. If you're going to go, I mean, the coastal region up there, is just terrific, and you, and you might go out even further, the Capricorn Coast and, and um, oh, amazing. I know Bob and Gale are up that way, and Bob and Gale are regular listeners, and they will just rave to you about, because you know, they were from Sydney and they moved up there, you couldn't drag them back with a tow truck now, they just love it. Hey, g'day, Bob and Gale, good to, good to have you listening as often as you do, thanks for that, really, really appreciate it. I reckon, I reckon, because if you're going to go to the Capricorn Coast, and if you're going to go up to, Queensland, and if you're going to go to Rockhampton, you're going to do all those things, you're going to use the Bruce Highway. If you're going to use the Bruce Highway, I found a song for you. (laughs) Gee, I love finding these songs. This is called Along the Bruce Highway. It's terrific. Norma O'Hara sings it. You've got to listen to the words, and some of the words are great. She's got Queensland sand between my toes. Isn't that beautiful? Queensland sand between my toes. And then she talks about homemade pies. Now, I am a pie freak. I am a pop. I'll walk over broken glass to get to a good pie. So here we go. Queensland Sand Between My Toes. That's just some of the lyrics. But this is Norma O'Hara and it's called Along the Bruce Highway. You enjoy that. Hey, this is Scott Gibbons. The show is called On The Road. Oh, I love being with you. It is terrific. So if you're enjoying the show, let me know. Send me an email, scott at ontheroadmedia.com.au. I'd love to hear how you're enjoying the show. And if you've got any suggestions... You just tell me if you've got a song request, you just tell me because that's what the show is all about. It's your show. I just get to do it for you. Here we go. All right, you ready for Norma? This is Norma O'Hara and this is called Along the Bruce Highway. Enjoy this.
2: Queensland, Sun. Between my toes, where the bougainvillea grows, all this used to be old Joe's. Who owns it now? Nobody knows. Along the Bruce Highway, traveling to blue Queensland skies, smiling faces. Smiles, saw a sign saying homemade pies along the Bruce high- The Bruce Highway Where those gentle breezes blow Listening to the radio Music's playing soft and low Close your eyes and we can go Along the Bruce Highway Queensland sand between my toes Where the Bougainvillea grows, all this used to be old Joe's. Who owns it now? Nobody knows. Along the Bruce High.
0: you all along the Bruce Highway. Good on you, Bob and Gail and Vicky. Vicky's listening all the way in South Australia and LP. She's in Sydney and side tip over in Thailand. And oh, we've got people all over the world. It's fabulous. It's fabulous. So what have we got going on? Off-road systems. Now, if you've got a four-wheel drive, chances are you either have or you want to have a fridge. So we're not talking about fridges, we're talking about fridge slides because off-road systems make the most incredible fridge slides and the reason that happened was because they themselves at one stage the owner because these are made in Australia they're an Australian product Australian made oh fabulous so they were looking for a fridge slide to accompany their drawer system and they discovered that every slide that they tried had some sort of flaw to it like some rattled and some weren't adjustable and some didn't offer a slide to suit larger fridges and some were just downright (laughs) horrible so they set about developing a slide that worked a slide that worked, a slide that was solid uh, and, and it didn't, it, it, it had to be so solid to stop the slide from flexing over rough terrain. So if you're doing four-wheel driving, you don't want your slide flexing, you want it solid. And the only way to do that was to use as few parts as possible. So the top and the base trays, rather than using a multitude of parts that were bolted together, they're punched and folded as a single piece. It's like genius. This is Aussie ingenuity, of course. And then the strap loops are also incorporated into the top tray to eliminate the need for worlds because worlds, you know, with all the stresses that goes in with four-wheel driving, the worlds can break. So they noticed that a lot of fridges came in insulating bags and the bags had a tendency to rub on the runners of some of the sides and, and eventually tear. So to stop that, the sides of the tray are built taller, taller to completely cover the runner and protect the bag so a lot of slides over time they started to rattle back and forth when they were closed and and that was caused by the locking system coming loose and in many slides that just wasn't adjustable and the only option was to just grin and bear it and cop oh you just cop that annoying rattle all the time it's horrible every time you put your brakes on you hear the thump and when you take off you hear a thump because the locking mechanism isn't locking so they countered that by using a unique triple lock system a triple lock system it means that the slide can be adjusted in the closed position to give it a nice tight lock and not rattle on route now here's the thing they found that the runners with the achilles heel of slides so they use most people used a below par runner and the result became a rubbish slide. So they found an excellent quality runner that was stiff, didn't rattle, used rubber bushes to assist the locking over and over an extended, they, they extended it by 50 mil to ensure the fridge was well clear of the car. So the cost, they knew that they couldn't compete with the, if you like, you know, some of the rubbish from China, some of the rubbish from China, you know, what you've got to do is don't just look at something, you've got to look at the integrity of it. So... This slide, the Off-Road system slide, is the one to get. If you're going to get it, you're going to pay a little bit more, but a little bit more. That's cheap for peace of mind, isn't it? Oh, cheap for peace of mind and cheap for quiet. Oh, because you don't want to buy the thing two and three times. You want to buy one once. So what you do is you go to offroadsystems.com.au. They're Australian-made, made, made in, in New South Wales. They'll ship them all around Australia, and they do, and they're a fabulous, fabulous unit. So OffroadSystems.com. Dot au. Now, if you've got a caravan, then <laughs> there's some tips and tricks that you've got to be using, some tips and tricks. I'm going to give you some now because some people use the microwave as a bread box, which is a good way to take up space or not to take up the space that you put your bread in the fridge with loaves of bread and things like that. So, fulltimecaravanning.com.au, they came up with some of these and I thought, "Oh, how clever." Some say wrap your meat because you'll gain much more space in your freezer if you unpackage your meat bought from the shops or the butcher and you wrap it into sizable portions. So that's a lot easier. You don't have to dig through the whole thing and unwrap it. You've cut it into sizable portions. Clever. Now, weigh your van. Don't, don't just load your van up and drive. Get it weighed. Do it properly. So that, that should make you legal and safer. And it reduces the strain on your vehicle components, of course. Low-power fans are Clever. So those Sirocco fans, they're very good. They're very good. They've got a three-speed setting. They're very quiet. They've got a timer function. And they draw something like a tiny 0.2 amps, which is brilliant. Uh, place your TV under the sheets on the bed, surrounded by the pillows when you're travelling. So if, if you if you don't do that, if you leave it on your wall bracket, one day it's going to fall off. And when it falls off, it's likely to take your wall with it. So don't do that. Take your TV off the rack put it on the bed under the under the sheets and then surround that by pillows and, and you should be all right then. Should be all right. Much better than having it on the wall. <laughs> oh, major. Because you can, there's a lot of stress that goes on. Yeah, you know, when you're going around a corner, you know, you know yourself, when you're going around a corner, you lean left, you lean right. Well, your TV, that's a lot of weight that's hanging up there. So start an expense sheet is another idea that they had. So when you're travelling, it's interesting to see how much money you spend on what they (laughs) term junk. we do, don't we? We do. So they've got a a, a spreadsheet that they use. Oh, a lovely pair of people. Vernon Gale from Canada. Oh, they're terrific. I think they listen to the show still. I think they do. Anyway, so what they used to do is just keep a little notepad of every expense that they uh, made. Oh, didn't that make a difference? They were so, so, so clever, and that's exactly what this is talking about now. One of the other things they talk about in, in the... Uh, Fulltimecaravanning.com.au is when you're showering in your caravan get wet turn off your shower soap up turn the water on wash off and once you've done it a few times you notice how much water you'd waste every day so you'll not only not waste it but you'll save a lot of water which is clever another thing is to get an inverter because unless you plan to be Uh, in a caravan park, an inverter, with a powered side, of course. An inverter is a unit that draws 12-volt DC from your batteries and turns it into 240-volt AC. So it basically makes your 12-volt batteries act like a household wall socket for running a normal three-pin appliance, like your laptop charger or charging up your smartphone or even using your toaster or maybe even your hairdryer. It does depend because you've got to do some research on what size you need. But as a tip... A 300-watt inverter is usually adequate to, say, charge a phone or a laptop and run maybe your 240-volt TV, maybe. And if that's what you choose to do, do allow, though, you aren't going to run down your batteries of your caravan much more. So make sure you've got another source to charge those up, maybe it's solar the next day or whatever. But to run toasters and coffee machines and microwaves, it's suggested you have something like a 2,000-watt inverter. So there's a thought. We talked about inverters last week, so there's another little mention of that. Another mention was to buy beer cans, if you're using cans, instead of bottles, because that saves on space, and then when you're disposing of them, you can you can just, uh, they're easier to dispose of, and, and they, they don't weigh as much either. Uh, so that's good, that's good. And one of the good things you can buy, oh, it doesn't cost you a lot of money, 7 or 8 or $10 or something, is Wikicamp's app. So if you get the Wikicamp, W-I-K-I-C-A-M-P-S, Wiki Camps app, everybody raves about that. It marks out all the paid and the free campsites all around Australia, and that's terrific. So there's a couple of things for you. There's a couple of things. I think that's good. I reckon we might go with another song. Are you ready for another song? I think this one's going to be a beauty. I oh, yeah, this song's called How Long, Jason Milhouse. How long? Because how long are you going to be away? How long is a piece of string? How long is anything? But this is called How Long. You enjoy that. Hey, this is Scott Gibbons. The show is called On The Road. Oh, it's fabulous being with you. Here's How Long, Jason Millhouse. Searching Yeah, how long? how long? How long will it be before the new Toyota Land is here? It's expected this year. And what they're saying is that it's going to become a six-cylinder, not a V8 anymore, and everybody's been really concerned, oh, we're going to lose the V8, we're going to lose the V8. But then we, we read in carsguide.com.au the Toyota Land Cruiser 70 Series, not the 200 Series, the 70 Series, that the V8 might live on in that one. So Toyota have said they've got no plans to tax the eight-cylinder diesel from the 70 series, even though the 200 series is set to shrink. So that's pretty good, isn't it? Because global reports have been talking about the demise of the 4.5-litre diesel V8, but it's going to stay in the 70 series. Oh, that's it. Now, what they've also done is uh, Toyota Australia's product planning and development division in Port Melbourne and Victoria uh, has already produced an all-electric 70 series For mining work. So there's something interesting. An all electric. How cute is that? That's gonna be that's gonna be different. Now, one of the other things that's gonna be different is to make sure that your caravan doesn't get stolen because somewhere between four to six hundred, they reckon about five hundred, but four to six hundred caravans are reported stolen each year in Australia. Now I know because I had one stolen some years ago and it just disappeared. Disappeared. So it does. It represents a major inconvenience to the owner of the caravan, and and the theft. It's it's devastating. It's devastating. It's one of those things that you know you don't want to happen to you. So the caravan thefts they say could be on the rise, but there's a company called Witty W I T I, and what they've done is they've said that thieves are opportunistic. So. The RACV General Manager of Insurance, Paul Northey, said, and this was a report from Witty, uh, that it's important the caravan owners be careful to lock up and secure their caravan and their contents, whether they're at home or on the road. Because caravanning, as they say, is a wonderful pastime, and it is, and the leisure activity, but the owners must follow simple rules when you're towing and choosing a place to park even when storing your caravan at home. So the Caribbean Industry Association said the travellers need to be just as security conscious on the road as they would be at home. Regardless of where you camp, take additional measures. And that's one of the things that they're talking about is is being careful. So what the witty thing has, it, it has a whole bunch of features. Uh, so this is a system. There's a whole bunch of systems out there, but it incorporates what they term an innovative and world-first anti-theft device, specially designed for caravans and camper trailers. So if an attempt is made to steal a caravan or a trailer, then the witty W-I-T-I... Now, it'll detect movement via a highly sensitive gyroscope, but the system's immediately going to then apply the brakes to prevent the caravan or the trailer from being towed, as well as flash all the external lights, and it'll sound a 105 decibel alarm. Now, the siren will cease after, say, 30 seconds, and the witty will re-enter monitoring, repeating the cycle if movement's detected again. So the witty's sensitive enough to detect an attempted break-in, uh, sharp knocks or bangs such as trying to force entry into a toolbox or force open doors are detected and they'll set off the alarm. A swaying or side-to-side rocking movement that's been programmed out to prevent the alarm from activating in windy conditions or, in practice, if you're walking around inside the van without setting it off. But if you stamp your foot or you slam a door, then it's going to set it off. So it's it's more than a deterrent. It's It's an anti-theft system that also totally immobilises a caravan or trailer now what they've done also is they've got gps integration with anti-theft it's now available to to alert you for the ultimate peace of mind so the witty has partnered with a company called quick track and they've integrated a quick protect gps system and alerting into the witty anti-theft and that extends the functionality of the witty anti-theft and provides mobile phone alerts so if the alarm is triggered as well as real-time tracking in the event of theft the quick protect is a location on demand system allowing the user to locate and receive notifications via the witty gps mobile app on their apple or android so that's a good thing so alerts are sent to the mobile phone when one of the following occurs so with an anti-theft if that's triggered and the alarm runs then for 10 seconds It'll also go off if there's low voltage when the battery voltage drops below eleven point five volts. Um, if you disconnect the battery, it's, it's going to go. If the battery's tampered with or disconnected for any reason, it'll go off. The location request if a location is requested by the app or the web interface, that's beautiful. And it's also got a geo lock alert, so the device can be geo locked to a location. If the caravan or trailer has moved more than say two hundred meters from that location, then an alert will sound. Now that's clever. That's clever. So you, you put a little um, imaginary fence around it for 200 metres. So if your trailer happens to go or your caravan or whatever happens to go walk about, or even your horse float or your boat trailer or whatever, I'm sure, then it's going to happen and the, the quick track people will then work with the police to assist in the recovery. So that's a good thing. So that's wittywiti.com.au. I think that's a good thing because if you lose your caravan, oh, you're going to be sad. You're going to be sad. If you're going to be sad, then we've got to listen to Little Boy Sad, haven't we? Little Boy Sad, MPD. I I know I say it often, you might not have heard this in a while, because what I look around for is that songs that, you know, maybe you grew up with, maybe you haven't heard... And oh, that's a good song. And I reckon you'll love the beat of this. You'll just love the beat. The, the group is called MPD. They were called Mike, Peter and Danny MPD. Came out of Melbourne. And this is called Little Boy Sad. You enjoy that. Hey, this is Scott Gibbons. The show is called On The Road. And you can get more of On The Road. Just go to ontheroadmedia.com.au or send me an email, scott at ontheroadmedia.com.au. But here's Little Boy Sad MPD. You just love little voice at MPD. So good. I mean, the beat is just terrific. Free camping, free camping. So emag.gov.com.au did a beaut thing in there about free camping and it says, what do you really need to free camp? Just for a couple of nights, a couple of nights. And and Michael Browning there, who's caravaned in every corner of Australia, said what you need is, well, he was saying the, the majority of caravans today are sold to some degree on their ability to allow you to free camp, uh, which sounds good. (laughs) But not every caravan or camper trailer, for that matter, is properly equipped to do it. And not everybody wants to do it either. So, free camping conjures up that romantic outback image, you know, just you, your partner, your caravan, a zillion stars above you. You wake up to the to the little sounds of the birds chirping, rather than the caravan park's mower. Maybe uh, you don't have your neighbour's diesel engine. Maybe there is enough shelter and enough power for a leisurely hot recce and you've got enough water for a hot shower, and 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 away you go. You, you deal with everything. Beautifully, but a starting point is to determine what you really need to camp off the power grid and boil down to the essentials that it means self sufficient of power, water, and heating and cooling for at least you know, two or three nights. In other words, you're not plugging into 240-volt power and you're not drawing on town water. So you've got to have your own water, you've got to have your own power available. So most caravans, as distinct from small camper trailers, they've got enough chassis area to carry at least an 80-litre freshwater tank and maybe a 100- or 120-amp-hour AGM battery or two with ideally a 100- to 120-watt solar panel but preferably more on the roof so that you can feed the power in and your caravan's plugged into a separate anderson plug this is when you're driving when you're driving to your destination your caravan's plugged in to your anderson plug which is on the back of your tow car and that in turns wired directly to the battery which is essential because if you're not pumping power back into your battery while you're traveling along then then you're going to arrive at your campsite and maybe your battery is going to be quite depleted quite flat <laughs> So those little things like your 12-volt water pump, which feeds your kitchen and your bathroom taps and your cassette flush toilet uh, and your interior and exterior lighting and perhaps a 12-volt fan and the piezo lighter that ignites your gas cooktop and even your 12-volt radio and TV, that can all drain away your battery power. So the important part is if you've got solar, this is really interesting. Don't park under the trees. Don't park under the trees. The solar panels need the light. So they don't need the heat, they need the light to optimise their input of power. So it it might seem counterintuitive, but necessary, <laughs> because you, you, even if it's a 40 degree day, what you've got to do is try not to put your fridge vent facing the hot part of the day. So, you know, keep your fridge vent on the cooler side of the van, so don't leave that there for the afternoon sun, which is the important part. So if you're trying to free camp for a few days at the end of a a beautiful Shaded campground like a devil's grove up in up in Queensland's Lawn Hill National Park, then you'll understand because if you're not getting enough sunlight, then you're not going to get any charge. If you don't get any charge, you don't get any power. If you don't have any power, you're going to live in the dark. (laughs) So there you go. So you've got to conserve your energy, and you might have a large power inverter, uh, and and all of your 12-volt luxuries, and we've we've talked about this, but they get power hungry. So your 12-volt compressor fridge which is frequently fitted to, fitted to an off-road caravan, that, that could be one of your worst offenders. So um, try and have at least 200 to 250 amp hours of battery power. Uh, a three-way fridge is probably the better way to go, so it takes gas and 12 volt and 240 volt, so at least you can turn it over to gas because gas is pretty easily available and, and you can carry you know, a couple of bigger cylinders if necessary, so that might be good. And, and don't, don't try and run a second fridge uh, off, off your same batteries because that's not going to work either. So, but you got to keep the fridges cool. And, and only cool and heat what's necessary. So unless you're planning a your party, don't waste energy cooling things that don't need or heat things that don't need it. You could consider, if you're doing free camping, you could consider a generator. But again, you've got to be, if you consider, you've got to be considerate. And you've got to consider if there's any neighbours there as well because, you know, free camping areas today, it's likely you're going to have somebody else in the same spot as you or they're going to come along and, and join you. So um, be sure that your generator, if you've got a generator that it will start your air conditioner. Because if you're going to need your air conditioner to go, not all generators are powerful enough. So some will work off less than 2 kVA, but most require 2.5 kVA. So that's something to be aware of. And, and if you've got a big inverter don't necessarily assume that a 3,000-watt unit will start and run your caravan air conditioning unit because it might just, it might not. you got to check the specs and test it and everything. You've got to make sure, make sure, make sure, make sure. And and then 200, 250 amp hours of batteries fed by good solar, uh, th- that, could be, that could be a good thing for you. That could be a good thing if you're going off-grid, free camp and whatever. And then water, you've got to allow for water. So 80 to 200 litres of water is a good thing to have. Um, You can split that into two tanks if you wish uh, and you should allow 75 to 80 litres of grey water holding capacity as well because it's much nicer to have a grey water tank than to just let it flow onto the ground or into your neighbour's area or under your van or whatever. It's not a nice thing to do. And if you don't have a grey water tank, then maybe a 20 litre portable jerry can can. That uh, is then connected to your waste outlet. That might be the big thing to do as well. So if you're short of fresh water capacity, a separate 20 litre container for fresh water is a good thing to have. So there you go. As long as you've got plenty of water, you should be fine. But that's why caravan parks are so good because they've got the water. If you take a, a powered site, they've got the electricity as well. All there for you. I reckon we're out of time. You think we're out of time? We're out of time, isn't it? Ah, I hear you. Ah, but we should be back again next week, I hope. I hope, I hope. I hope next week I've got some stories for you where I'll be on the road, where I'll be on the road. Oh, yeah, that'll be good. But in the meantime, allow if you're going free camping. It should be great. Sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes. It's not easy. So if it's not easy, we've got to listen to Normie Rowe, haven't we? Normie Rowe's going to sing It's Not Easy to see us out for the show today. Hey, it's Scott Gibbons. Thanks so much. If you're a new listener, welcome. I hope you enjoyed the show. And if you're a regular, I hope you enjoyed the show too because we love you listening. Alrighty, you enjoy and I'll see you on the road. Here's Normie Rowe for you.
3: Hey, girl.
4: Mm -hmm. Girl, I give everything I've got
3: inside